Good evening, everyone, and welcome to our digital campus and our nightly broadcast. We're glad that you're here. If this is your first time with us, a special warm welcome to you. We hope that you enjoy this evening's broadcast and are encouraged by it. A couple of things to remember. Hope you're enjoying your small groups and engaging with them. And um, encourage you this week that you stay engaged. Your small groups are your family. They're the key to community. And uh, this series that we're in the midst of, of dealing with vulnerability, is all about us being able to create authentic and real communities that help one another, care for one another. Hope you've had a chance to look up the TED Talk. If you haven't, go to newyorkupc.info. You'll find a link there, and uh, you'll see that referenced in, uh, in the lessons throughout this week as we try to have you engage with your small groups, specifically in Small Group Connects, but then also in um, watching that TED Talk and on the basis of that, reaching out to one or two members in your small group and asking them for something. You know, I, I don't, I'm a very independent person. I like to uh, stick to myself and handle myself. I like to have my business taken care of. But vulnerability requires that I be honest, that I can't handle everything alone. I need somebody. And uh, so we encourage you to, to pay attention to that. Before we turn to tonight's uh, uh, thought and message, uh, we have a musical presentation for you. It's by Urshan uh, College Choir. It's the Isaiah song. And uh, they'll tell you a little bit about the background of the story itself and that. So uh, sit back and uh, enjoy some time of worship and, and song. Stand from age to age, the ancient of the 
been the way in the wilderness, if he's ever been the river in the desert, I want you to declare this.
Thank you, Urshan College Choir. That was a great presentation, great worship, and a great story. It's very encouraging to me to see that God is not just speaking to the Newark family about his plans and how he's caring for them, but really the whole body of Christ he is paying close attention to, and uh, it's encouraging. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you were able to worship and uh, be, uh, be encouraged by it. But now, without any, uh, any further delay, I want to present to you uh, another member of our pastoral team, Pastor Roy, who will be bringing our thought tonight. Sit back and enjoy. Good evening. Welcome once again to Newark United Pentecostal Church. I'm glad to have you with us this evening. Let's start with a word of prayer. Dear Lord, be with us this evening as we again look into your word for help and guidance through the difficulties, not just of this current crisis, but of all the issues of life that this time is bringing to the surface. Open our understanding to what's really going on and our hearts to your solutions in the scriptures. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. As Arash introduced last night, our study this week is on vulnerability. We're using the scriptures from Genesis 3, verses 9 and 10. Then the Lord God called to the man, Where are you? And he replied, I heard you walking in the garden, so I hid. I was afraid because I was naked. This well-known story of the first human sin and its consequences presents us with the story of perceived vulnerability and the reaction that all of us have had since then. Upon realizing they were indeed naked, Adam and Eve's response was to cover themselves and to hide. Since then, all their descendants have, in one way or another, copied these tactics with about the same level of success. First, fig leaves are not a good choice for long-term concealment. The garments they fashioned were called aprons in the King James Version and were in Hebrew loin coverings. In trying to hide their embarrassing vulnerability, they had just declared that they realized that vulnerability. Their next move was to hide so as to conceal that they were now covering up. Does that sound like anyone you know or may have seen in a mirror? As I began to prepare for this study, I remembered a 1962 Anison commercial. It featured a mother trying to assist her grown daughter with cooking. Do you think it needs a little salt? The mother said only to have her nerve-wracked daughter retort, Mother, please, I'd rather do it myself. Then uh, the mother wilted, the daughter rubbed her head, and a voiceover said, Control yourself. Sure, you've got a headache. You're tense, irritable. 
but don't take it out on her. The headache made the daughter vulnerable to even a suggestion that she might need help. In trying to cover up that weakness, she just displayed the fact that she could not handle the situation. I think that probably the reason that came to mind is that when I find myself overworked and short on time, my reaction is to get snappy. I have to admit here too that I am vulnerable. I have to admit that like Father Adam, I try to hide from such admission. It's probably true that breaking is not a sign that we are weak, but that we've tried to be strong for too long. One incident of this in my life stands out in my memory. And it was when I collapsed against my son at the funeral home when my mother died. I remember crying out to him through my tears, I will be strong another time, but not today. Not today. All people in all societies, some more than others, have vulnerabilities and try to hide them. With some people, you nearly need a crowbar to pry from them what they need and how you can help them. There's no need to hide. We all have to have help, some in one area and some in another. When I was a teenager, my parents were well behind the curve of that day's technology. I made a promise to myself that I would never let myself fall behind. I would keep up with developments in our society. Now, if you ever want to make God laugh, just tell him your plans. There may be a few areas of life where I'm fairly competent, but computer technology, internet use, and most of the eye machinery that I have do use don't fall under the competent heading. I limp along with the help of several members of the pastoral team and my grandchildren. Sometimes it's not wise to let this senior have a coffee break. It will take too long to retrain me. I can and do fumble along with technology, but I need help. There's something in your life, especially in these times, with which you need help. We're here to help each other. Your small group is your first line of defense. The pastoral team member assigned to you is always ready for your call. And if that pastor does not have the answer or ability, the rest of the team is standing by. When we make substitutes for God's provision, the church, we are making a poor temporary covering for something that God can take care of on a long-term basis. We are eventually, uh, when we hide, really not concealing our lack and our need. 
we're just calling attention to it. When Adam and Eve made fig leaf aprons and ran into the underbrush, they did not help the problem at all. When we act like we have it all covered, we are just com compounding the problem of our vulnerability. We can parade around like we have everything under control while the fig leaves are drying out and beginning to crumble. If you need food, let someone know it. If you need strength, let God know. Have someone help you pray. Let God help. Let the church help. Why hide? We know you are there. Let's pray. Dear God, you who know our situation so much better than we do, and from whom nothing is hidden. Despite the facade we like to present to the world, we are weak and needy within. Help us to come to you and to your body, the church, to make up what we lack. We need you, Lord. Help us to admit it and to act like it. We need each other. We're not less for admitting that needing. Help us. We need you. We ask it in Jesus' name. God bless you. Thank you for joining us. Join us again Tuesday night at 7 o'clock. And oh, come out of the underbrush. There could be poison ivy in there. Thank you, Pastor Roy. I certainly want to get out of the underbrush and get away from poison ivy. If you've ever had poison ivy, you know it is not something that you want to contract. Reach out to your family members, your small group. Reach out to your church family. Please allow yourself to be vulnerable. It's important. We need to be an authentic community, even more so in this time, in this season. Um, if you're interested in following up on, on our actions this week, let me remind you, first of all, that as the week unfolds, that you would engage with your small group, turn your video cameras on. If you've not yet joined a small group, reach out to us. You can go to newyorkupc.info. All the information you need about us and what we're doing is there. You can partner with us in giving. You can uh, submit a prayer request. You can ask to be joining a small group. Our connections pastor, Desi Lugo, will connect you there. And uh, everything that you need, you can find at newyorkupc.info. And the second thing is, is there's a TED Talk that we're asking you to watch. Um, things that I learned, the title of it is Things That I Learned Over 100 Days of Rejection. And, uh, and on the basis of that TED Talk, we're then asking you to reach out uh, to a member of your small group and ask for something, something you need, something that causes you to feel somewhat uncomfortable and, and vulnerable, but overcome that barrier and allow real relationship to occur. We want to say thank you for joining us tonight. We hope that you've been ministered to, whether by the song and also by the thought, and uh, we hope that you'll join us again. A reminder, tomorrow night we do not broadcast. Monday is our day off for the entire church. It's our Sabbath. But then we'll be rejoining you on Tuesday night, 7 o'clock, same time. Again, thank you for joining us. God bless and good night.